Welcome to Be Limitless with Tarun Mukherjee. In this podcast, I will be talking about how to be limitless in everything you do in life. It can be your business, it can be your career, it can be marketing, it can also be some of the mistakes which finally make us limitless. So let's be limitless and go beyond our imagination. Everest I'm sure you all have heard this word a bazillion times if not I think I have for sure in the last 6 months of me following the journey of this amazing individual yeah he is an IT engineer who turned into a marketer who's an adventure junkie now a public speaker as well he is somebody who is recognized as an expedition leader internationally and out of all the amazing things he is the ambassador of the non-profit project chirag he is somebody who is determined dedicated and focused those are the three words i think defines him and this guy at be limitless today we have this amazing individual i'm sure you're waiting for who it is but just wait a little longer he is somebody who has not only reached the top of the world which is reaching the summit of mount everest in 2021 but also carried out 100 plus expeditions in the himalayas today his journey his content his things he does have almost reached to 20 million people through his media appearances talks videos and his advocacy for sustainability now who is this person he is with us in the studio virtually he is somebody who i personally take and seek inspiration from and he is the guy who climbed mount everest he is none other than harshwardhan joshi hi harsh how are you doing i am doing great and thank you so much for all the kind words to be honest i felt pumped while hearing those although i would like to stay humble and say that yeah it's it's nothing a lot lot but yeah most of what you said is true and i am happy to inspire people through my journey i think you are somebody who is already inspiring and have inspired so many people and i think uh, the sangarsh mission mount everest was something which is your prime campaign and your you are the you were the torch bearer and i think you also faced a lot of issues i'm sure on the journey right from uh, getting all the equipments to the funds to sponsors but most importantly reaching the top now let's discuss your journey of going truly 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 limitless so you know while we were you know reading about your story and while i was you know also seeing a lot of things about what you've done you've also mentioned that this this journey started with a couple of doctor companions you know taking you on a hike like that's how you started right and cut to you also figured out quite early that this is perhaps you want to do in life unlike the traditional education model wherein a lot of young people are still struggling to know 
what is it that they want to do so what is it that made you believe that expeditions hiking climbing mountains is what you want to do and how do you think can young people figure it all out i am still figuring it out but yeah i started working when i was 15 just to be independent to have some pocket money to have some freedom and obviously coming from a lower middle class family it always helps and but i mostly did it for passion for passion for learning i i used to assemble and sell computers when i met this group of doctors who were avid trekkers they took me for a hike to a nearby wildlife sanctuary where i train every day today and they were going to everest base camp back then this was in 2010 2011 they invited me i had never traveled ever in my life like not even on a pilgrimage not outside mumbai for sure and i was like oh my god 70000 rupees that's too much <laughs> i cannot afford it and i i was just starting in my career i was also working towards becoming an engineer which i did so i i do support traditional education although it won't uh, teach you job skills or any such stuff but it it teaches a lot so and that's the best option we have in our country for security for a straightforward part at least to move forward few years later so i i went for a hike with them but then i was busy with my startup chasing my goals materialistic goals and exploring the world as a teenager uh, and in my second or third year of engineering i saw someone's facebook post of a hike in the himalayas of a snow trek actually and by then i had enough savings i turned 18 or i i was yeah i was turning 18 so i i was sort of independent and i decided to go on a solo trip when i again connected with these doctors who lended me their gear and everything i read a lot i did google and i showed up for a trek and one after the another i did like one course after every semester sometimes two courses i ended up doing nine almost month long courses from ministry of defense institutes and other institutes because those courses are heavily subsidized uh, in comparison to what they provide what they teach and it's obviously fun during that journey like it had started just for my thirst of travel but during those journeys i realized that real beauty begins where roads end and adventure travel is a much greater richer experience uh, like you get much more learnings out of it so that is how it grew in me and yeah this is the story of how i built up to wherever i am today wow i think that's inspiring beautiful and uh, it's interesting how you know you kind of just got this one uh, thing in your college in the second and third year and just took you took the plunge and you were like let's let's try kaisa hota hai kaisa dikhta hai and i think uh you sometimes you all you just need that one opportunity or you just need to grab onto one thing matlab ye maine dekh liya ye cheez ab main isko let's take the leap of faith and uh, the leap of faith lasted really long and i'm sure it is there with you today also so you know uh, uh, how how would you tell me that how could you actually convince or mentally prepare your parents uh, being aware of all the 
dangers that is death directly you know as simple as simply put because i still remember i was going to leh ladakh on a bike trip with my friends back in 2016 without telling my parents that i'm going from manali to leh on a bike trip and i still remember my mom and my dad used to pray every day that my mera bachcha wapas zinda aa jaye and you are there climbing mountains bare barefoot so how do you how do you convince your parents man like how do you do that first thing is i became independent so i didn't have to ask them i had to tell them but i obviously i built that trust i built that relationship many people today tell me oh your parents must be so cool but no no they are just like most other indian parents in fact yeah they might have been conservative at times but yeah i i got my freedom i somehow earned it i proved myself always i never put trim through anything and they were always there to support me that way that if i need something they'll be there uh, about the mental part so i got them on social media on snapchat and instagram 4 5 years ago they installed and i would share stories just so that they can see that what their son is up to and i would also share i don't care about the tens of thousands of people watching my content but about the 100 people i care about or the 10 close ones that oh they are getting to see the beauty which i am experiencing adventures and then like i always knew that i would climb everest one day because whatever i get into i like to do it passionately like i won't call it a pro although i do it so scientifically that yeah it's like a pro but more it's more about passion driven so i knew it's every trekker's dream to trek to the highest point on earth and witness the view from the top of the world i knew i would do it someday maybe a few decades later because i had realized that it's it's a difficult goal uh, it's a very expensive goal for those who don't know it it takes at least 50 lakhs to climb everest even in the most simplest way even in the most basic way and you need a few years to prepare for that climb it's not like you can just show up if you have the money uh, and i started watching a lot of documentaries with them whenever i was in mumbai like past few years i i would spend 6 to 7 months in the himalayas every summer volunteering or working out of different places uh, ladakh himachal sometimes nepal kashmir Uh, i would try to bring professionalism into outdoors while training out there while learning out there and working in impact tourism so with my parents every night during dinner i would play a youtube documentary and before i was going to everest in fact by 2020 they already knew okay beta to camp 3 se oxygen use karega ya to camp 2 se wo tera sherpa kon hoga acha wo kitna weight uthayega so i was happy because so simple people who have never never been anywhere are now aware are they know the camps sometimes they knew the altitude the dead zone and everything and we never talked about the risks so agar unke dimag mein raha bhi hoga but they had that faith ki our son has prepared to the <laughs> optimum has done so many courses spent so much time in skill building i could have climbed everest even in 2016 and 17 i was fit enough but i wanted to increase my probability of success and my safety uh, standards and everything uh, and yeah if i watched so many documentaries with my parents and now they were aware about the route and everything and we never discussed about the risks or stuff because they knew that it is a part of the journey i knew and i am not a very courageous guy or frivolous guy 
लाइक मैं बहुत ही सेफ खेलता हूँ तो दे न्यू दैट आई विल आई विल टेक द बेस्ट प्रिकॉशंस एंड आई विल पुट इन द वर्क प्रिपेयर वेल एंड रेस्ट इज अप टू लक इनफैक्ट आई ऑलवेज गेट लकी इन द राइट वे बिकॉज लक इज वेन हार्ड वर्क मीट्स अपॉर्चुनिटी and whenever i am on my trips i don't really talk to my family about these stuff i i call them once a week or whenever i feel like talking but i don't let their stress get to me or they communicating it with me i don't even know if they get stressed maybe maybe hota hoga then mujhe mujhe usse matlab kuch na mujhe fayda hone wala hai na unhe hone wala hai so we we don't bother each other that way we give each other the space and yeah so far i have managed to make them proud wow i think uh, one key uh, role in convincing them would have been you know getting them accustomed to all of this much much earlier like showing them documentaries and like they they asking them ki bhai aapka sherpa kaun hoga and all of these things i think these just these just make you make them feel are ye to ek regular earning that trust building that trust ki they don't have anything to worry about see if yeah. i know that tarun knows his shit so i i won't micromanage stuff i'll tell tarun that hey i just trust you give your best and wherever you need me i'm with you and that is how it should be whether in business or in personal life or in mountaineering i agree with you and i think uh one thing which a lot of young people can take back from this who are just starting off their careers or still in college or schools uh is that you know you help your parents understand what you do like that's what harsh did like i tell so many people who are you know budding content creators that i teach on a regular basis that aapne kabhi baith ke bataya hai papa ko ya mummy ko ki are kya kyun kar raha hu main reels kyun bana raha hu main youtube videos kyun bana raha hu yaar isse kya ho sakta hai and this is exactly what you did you educated them about what you do and yeah and they took you cannot blame them it's very unfortunate when i see people and they be like no my family won't support they won't understand abhi mere sath ye ho raha hai ki 2018 se meri mom mujhe bolti thi beta tu youtuber kyun nahi ban jata main bola no mom i am not ready to put in that kind of work you can do it if you want but no that's not my cup of tea because i know that it's difficult so they were also they didn't have that exposure when i got that exposure i gave it to them for some people it might take a decade i know so many uh, women who who started in their 30s they proved themselves but later they are doing great so everyone's journey is different but you can always do it you can always prove yourself and first of all try to be financially independent in india that is a very big issue so especially to the youth first start earning start making money diversify your income uh, and india is very affordable as well so you don't need money to build your fitness parallelly to take up a sport to read a lot if you have a mobile phone any phone and the internet you have the power to achieve anything so stop making excuses this is something which i tell every teenager or youth out there i think that one last statement is something which i completely resonate with this a phone can be a bane or a boon you decide what to do and don't blame others you take the onus and you achieve what you can because you really can do so many magical things with just a mobile phone today and internet like you said right so uh, like so many people today uh, don't really put in a lot of effort like you know like how you had to put in a lot of efforts energy time months 
to actually prepare for something like this you know you've done so many hikes and i'm sure this was one of the most craziest uh ones that you've done never done before uh the deadliest craziest whatever words you may call it it's even less for the everest you know but you still trained at least 6 to 7 months more almost half a year before you decided to climb the everest so how, how do you want to you know tell us more about your preparation and probably highlight a little bit of importance of training and preparation in life so i'll start with uh, this quote that always over prepare and go with the flow and there's no such thing as over preparation for any endurance event especially a mountaineering endeavor you can never over prepare even if you run 200 kilometers at stretch i have few friends who do those kind of races even they are there is there are people who are more efficient than them and still they they sometimes die in the mountains but you have to give your best and i could have done much more uh, but yeah i did spend a few years first building those skills learning while parallelly reading and everything and two years before everest i started a specific training plan just for everest even every mountaineering object is different you need a different set of skills to climb a mountain of different altitude different terrain even at same altitude some must be more rocky some must be more ice some must be more snow also depends on the season and everything so i i trained for like 8 months just for everest before that also i was climbing mountains i was scientific training the progression while staying at one place and recovering resting and everything the network went when you said uh, you've climbed you've climbed several mountains so from there can you re, re, i think again the network is yeah, it yours or is it mine somebody could be mine could Achha, be okay. mine okay 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 no problem So, we'll start again so from from you climbing many mountains so i cl- i was i was climbing a lot of mountains i i was anyways living an active lifestyle i was in the himalayas doing courses and stuff but i spent at least an year following the scientific specific training plan for everest while staying home because training makes you weaker recovery makes you stronger and i also wanted to be in one place for fundraising and everything i wanted to eat right and stuff like that i was planning to scale everest in 2020 but then 15 days before the expedition there was a thing called pandemic declared and my expedition got pushed most one and a half two years specifically for everest as an endurance athlete in between i switched as a triathlete training for ironman race and i did that for 6 months i i did one one race uh, not race exactly but i i did the triathlon event due to the pandemic the race got cancelled so i did a solo ironman uh, and yeah then i was back to training so yeah uh, consistency is the key and for me it's more like a lifestyle i don't see like uh, sometimes my dad says that oh my god bechara kitna mehnat kar raha hai and i i tell them that you guys are losers if you are you guys think of it as a struggle this is a lifestyle and we enjoy it <laughs> this is this is not struggle it's passion driven and i'm still able to manage everything else people think that it's a sacrifice yeah there are some sacrifices but i still work eight hours a day i eat well i sleep well so i think i'm just living a high quality life 
high quality and fit life as i would call it and i think uh, one of the things which you said it was uh, about you know preparation and recovery and i think recovery is very important people forget the rest and the recovery part they only keep preparing you know like like yesterday only i was speaking to somebody and we spoke about how you should have rest between your schedule you know like don't keep back to back meetings because that's exactly what he said that's what an athlete does right they have a specific time to train then they rest then an afternoon session then they rest then an evening session then they rest i think yeah. that's exactly what you did it's more about consistency and anything which you want to pursue has to be sustainable you cannot just be productive one day and next day feel burnt out and then slack for 3 4 days exactly so now why don't you tell a little more about uh, what does a diet of a mountaineer look like when he's about to climb the everest it depends from person to person and what your goal is like for a guy like me who is already lightweight i was still trying to lose my fat percentage so that my body is efficient the lighter i am i am a very lazy guy so i want to be efficient that i don't have to carry any dead weight at the same time uh, yeah it's also easy for acclimatization but just before going to everest uh, for two weeks i was gaining some unhealthy fat because out there on the two month trip when when you are striving for oxygen and you are in sub zero temperatures your body shivers all the time and you are burning 5 to 15000 calories a day on some of the long days like at least 10 of them uh, so you lose a lot of weight some people lose 20% of their body weight in fact even i lost at least 10% so just before going i did gain some unhealthy weight and my diet so before that for the first 24 years of my life i never focused on my diet i thought okay whatever i am eating i am a vegetarian almost a vegan naturally because 95% of our diets uh, as indians are vegan even if you are a non vegetarian so i was just eating i don't eat rice i i was eating veggies and chapatis and then i realized that there's still something very wrong with me about the portion control or about the uh, eating habits and everything and then i got a nutritionist i started eating salads and now i still continue that that every afternoon and evening i make my own simple salad i eat that for morning i i eat more carbs after my workout and even that time like every day schedule is different so depending on the workout whether it was in a aerobic heart rate zone or whether it was an intense workout whether it was a 1 hour workout or 3 hour workout depending on that i planned my nutrition and then i was also trying a di- different products different nutrition during the workout which would work for me in the dead zone when i have no appetite and i am burning 15000 calories i am i i haven't slept for 40 hours and like i'm carrying 20 kg of weight or at least 10 kg of weight so out there when i'm i'm feeling devastated i should be able to consume that so i tried a lot of stuff during my workouts and it was all fun the planning part i loved it wow i think uh, it's interesting you know like how you've tried different combinations and i'm surprised to know that you have never in the last 24 years before this focused on a diet that's so surprising to me and i like some of the things you're saying are like contrasting to what you have achieved like you were you were not somebody who was courageous you said you were not you were a lazy person i i can't like believe some of these qualities about you but i think uh, if a lazy person can 
go and climb everest i think everybody who's listening to this podcast can so do i, a, I do stopped something. using the lazy word since past 6 months as someone as someone corrected me so yeah if i'm motivated i can do anything i want uh, yes I, uh, I yeah but still i i try to find the most efficient way and every morning when i wake up i also get that thought of skipping the workout but then i tell myself that why am i doing it i agree i agree i think that why is what a lot of people forget and like why why do you want to do what you are doing right now or what you did and what you will do in future is is something which is the you know like the root or the core or the cause of what you do and why you feel so passionately about it i think uh, all of this uh, is so interesting i think i'm trying to real i'm trying to relive that journey with you and i think you can never get bored of you know talking about this to somebody because you're so passionate about this entire journey that you could achieve so you know like what what while all of this was happening and you were looking for obviously funding like you mentioned it's a very expensive affair and it's something which uh, not everybody can afford to do and you tried reaching out to multiple people and you got a very you know few responses so what made you so persistent and you know what made you kept going to get the funds in place because i was sure that i am going to do it and i i want i dedicated so many years to it and the reason i posted by a few years because i didn't want that financial stress over my head i didn't want to take a loan but in the end i knew ki okay 2020 mein to karna hi and this was a substitute for my mba i was going to go to a b school in india i was going to take that 20 lakh rupee education loan or fir aisa sapna tha ki okay i would become a brand manager for something like maybe decathlon and 10 years later i would save and go but then i realized that rather than taking that loan everest could be my mba where i would learn much more life skills and while fundraising for that <laughs> i would learn more than any b school on earth and uh, yeah the, so my journey was about that was about learning it was stressful but the, at the same time i was always excited about it and i knew that the conversion ratio is very less but i don't need to worry about the results i'll just keep putting in the work i created my campaign i got some good support in my crowdfunding like in less than 100 people i raised over 20 lakh rupees which is great like without them being my direct connections like i still haven't met 90% of my donors and it was so so motivating that they saw something in my journey where there are at least 50 people from india fundraising just for everest every year and i studied a lot of campaigns over the past 5 years that what is working for whom what is it that they are doing wrong and i wanted to do everything professionally show my values in it so somewhere it did work it was still very difficult but nothing good in life comes easy and yeah i had to re- write like hundreds of emails to get less than 10 responses but i was very happy with the learnings and 2020 was the best year for me because when i was going to go in 2020 i had to take a loan for half of the amount like and like even my parents don't have that kind of money so i i was thinking okay i'm going to mortgage my parents house for that because they are also ready but i showed people the commitment uh, and Yeah in 2020 I got so efficient during the lockdown like first two months I had mental health issues I was sluggish 
first week i was doing a few thousands giving uh, on my terrace i climbed the elevation of everest in my stairs that got covered by bombay dance but then for two months i was devastated and then slowly slowly i started running again i stepped out uh, someone donated me a treadmill uh, which was lost in the logistics because that business got closed down so for a month i was looking mera treadmill kahan reh gaya kaun se warehouse mein but and then i was preparing for iron man someone offered me to train at their pool their in house pool and i was like uh, wow this is so so amazing so i was always lucky with people believing in my journey and going out of the way to help me to support me and taking pride in supporting me uh, this was it and yeah the fundraising in 2020 worked out better i built so much. i had credibility but i i built such skills i got efficient with my emails in such a way that now i started getting at least four responses for 10 emails which is amazing even if it was a no i was grateful that they were not keeping me hanging and i still tried asking for feedbacks i never cold call anyone i never cold messaged anyone i was always respectful and empathetic and i never blamed anyone that ye brands paise kyun nahi de rahe ya ye log mujhe kyun nahi support kar rahe i always looked in myself that if i am unable to get it then there's some shortcoming on my end because mujhe malum hai ki sabke paas paisa bahut hai to unhe to marketing karna hi hai it's it's about me how can i convert it how i can add value and i need to give a value of at least a crore to get 10 lakhs out of it true i think so many things you've done like you know right from studying campaigns for 5 years to getting crowd funded for 20 lakh rupees you're absolutely right that's not a joke it's a big amount to get from people who don't even know you but want to support you then brands uh, you know not responding to you or you know initially it was very difficult and devastating for you to also see that we responsibly kar rahe and like you rightly said they want it and they want the pandemic ke logo ke khane ke baad mujhe bhi aisa lag raha tha ki oh my god kai main treadmill nahi le raha tha ki oh my god what if i have to sell the treadmill to feed myself and then people told me that hush your parents will feed you itna kuch kharab nahi hoga you train because you are doing it professionally but yeah i was i was also so so scared and i was also like in in different phases all the time but i i tell people even today when i work as a consultant for some businesses i when tell, they tell me ki sales convert nahi ho raha mai sochta hu tum to product de rahe ho service de rahe ho customer ko aur to tumhe difficult lag raha hai mai to kuch bhi de bhi nahi raha to socho ki wo experience kaisa rehta hoga ki bina kuch diye logo se paisa lena but the kind of learning which it gives is like invaluable i think i i agree with you and i think you are the best uh, person who is you know successfully been able to uh, do sales i would say you know in a very amazing way i think people like you rightly said people with products and services are struggling and there you were with not even giving them something which is uh, you know con- which, which is materialistic but what you could give them was something bigger than money which their yeah. brand could not achieve it was a very was emotional thing that people don't understand why anyone gives you money and i'll tell you the secret that there's no one reason why anyone would contribute to you because so many such people some people contributed 500 rupees and i didn't even want their money because i know that their father is in the hospital or they are yeah. going through a sickness and saving for their surgery there was a disabled guy but for and i know that for him that 500 is more than someone else's 2 lakh 
but i, I give them that respect and love and they felt proud that no harsh we want to participate in your campaign we want to live our dreams through you so it was a very emotional reason you cannot be like okay if that this guy is passionate about mountains he will donate or if this guy has a lot of money he will donate in crowdfunding it is like you don't know what emotion would touch where and even in that there is a graph there are a lot of ratios on what goes through a person's mind like how many pages do you have to go through the donation and the more friction you add the amount keeps on getting lower <laughs> so yeah, people need true. to understand all this that you have to make the process very easy for someone to help you yep i think i agree with you and i think that's exactly why so many people who like you said who didn't even have funds for maybe their important stuff but they still wanted to help and support you for so many different reasons and i think uh, i'm so happy that you didn't let them down and even if i i hypothetically assuming if you wouldn't have been able to reach the top which you did i think people would have been still so proud of you because you reached till that you know like, like people say that just base camp tak pahunchna itna difficult hota hai forget everest and uh, when you were talking about your weight i also you know have heard this that every gram feels like a kilo over there when you're climbing on top in such a high altitude with an entirely almost straight kind of a line it's it's not easy and i think you did it so during all of this thing you know like you might have seen so many things which are not so positive like you know i even read about you losing some of your companions on the way uh how did you still keep going like what what motivated you to keep going even after seeing those sights and seeing your and losing your companions on the way <laughs> so it was the why it was like obviously i was already mentally prepared that this stuff can happen so i'll tell you one chapter before going before leaving for everest on 31st march one day before that my mom told me that let's get a family picture and i knew we have never ever clicked a family picture like hamare zindagi ka ek hi photo wo tabhi hame realize bhi hua jo 15 saal pehle nikala hoga and i knew why she asked me to click that picture because we all knew that some people don't come back and we we did click that picture and always that fear must have been at the back of their minds i don't know about mine i was very confident that kuch bhi hoga <laughs> i i will manage uh, and if still something has to happen it will happen but yeah the chances are very thin given my probability i would be the last person to die and then 40 days into the expedition i get covid <laughs> at the most dangerous airport uh, most dangerous place on earth and yeah most people uh, listening to this until now <laughs> might have not known about that biggest example that i got covid at a place which is perfect for getting covid like lots of oxygen <laughs> so many medical facilities uh, doctors hospitals um, just, just kidding like i would have to fly to kathmandu to even get a covid test उधर मतलब रैपिड एंटीजन किया था और नसीब मैंने किया रैंडमली बट या आफ्टर कोविड ऑब्वियसली इट वाज ऑब्वियस दैट आई कैन नॉट कंटिन्यू गोइंग अप बट आई वाज लाइक आई वोंट गिव अप आई टुक सम कैलकुलेटेड रिस्क आई स्टार्टेड कंसल्टिंग अ फ्यू डॉक्टर्स यूजिंग द स्केची सैटेलाइट नेटवर्क फॉर्चूनेटली आई हैड अ डॉक्टर फ्रेंड क्लाइंबिंग इन माय टीम ही वाज आल्सो देयर फॉर मोरल सपोर्ट ऑल्दो इवन इफ ही सर्ज अ सर्जन ही कैन नॉट परफॉर्म अ सर्जरी देयर but it was more in the brain and that time 
some of my supporters some of my donors told me that harsh for us you have already climbed everest some people told me that harsh don't don't die up there just take a chopper it's already decided and i was like okay okay but i i know what i'm doing i have some oxygen cylinders so i don't have a lot of symptoms and i can still figure it out if if i get the first major symptom or anything i will i will take a chopper immediately wahan to waise hi oxygen kam hai to spo2 continuously 75 aa raha hai and i am a wilderness first responder so i was continuously monitoring myself but ye sab tha lekin uske sath ye bhi tha ki nahi mujhe karna hai agar nahi hota then i would have gone again and again even put in 5 years into it but i i called some of my friends and i told them ki oh my god abhi mera 2020 mein ek saal gaya ab ye bhi gaya main wapas to aaunga lekin uske badle mein koi dusra part ja sakta tha ab fundraising was a big part but i never tried thinking about it it was there subconsciously and it's pata bhi nahi ki wapas kaise laenge but i was like that is the last thing first is life safety and what can i do and then one of my friends whom you know as well akshay gohnani he told me that just take one day at a time and uh, even some other people told me that uh, harsh uh, do whatever you want then i call my mom i didn't tell at my place for first few hours first i was figuring out the way i spoke to doctors i didn't get emotional that way uh, and i am happy the next 11 days while i was meditating i i did pranayam i did some scientific stuff i took so many pills i did breathing exercises i did everything in my power to fight back to not give up while keeping safety at priority and it was just the why that okay why am i doing this why am i climbing and i i was always ready that i won't hesitate to turn around that anywhere where i feel lazy i feel that my body is not supporting i feel that no it's not worth the risk uh and yeah then things worked out for me i got another 14 lead or opportunity during which i was finally able to climb everest on 23rd may between two cyclones and yeah i lost one friend who was my personal sherpa in 2019 on an expedition this year he was climbing with another team and he he fell in a crevasse in a in a hole in the glacier at camp 2 at one of the most safest places in the mountain and yeah he he sacrificed his life that way but this is this is a thing in the mountains like this this life is that way and their profession is that way they are working they are doing that and they are grateful to us because because of us their children don't have to do this they are get, they are getting employment they are get they are getting income for their children to get go to school so that they can in future take up a job in india of 15000 to 30000 rupees a month but you know like uh, when you mentioned about you losing your uh, closest companion your sherpa you know like uh, i know the why was strong but how did you control your emotions like wow, like how did you win over your how did you make your mind win over your heart is what i want to know i think uh, over the years i have just evolved as a person like i have become so calm that way that although i overthink a lot but then i i i take decisions after doing a swot analysis that what should i do what i shouldn't what will be the outcome 
and yeah mountains have made me that way after so many experiences so there is no one particular way to train your mind for that but yeah i am i'm usually practical in those situations that and because out there even if you want to save some life means putting another one or two in danger yep. uh, so even while i was climbing to the top there were some dead bodies on the way and i didn't even look at them because i don't want to end up like them and maybe they were unlucky or maybe they made some mistake which i might not so i just focused on my journey as those stuff can play with your brain and yeah while coming back i slipped and fell on one body and then i was like oh no i i always i all uh, obviously panicked and i was like oh my god if i die up here my mom's going to kill me so <laughs> it was it was crazy but yeah uh, it's it's just over about like uh, mental fitness about uh thinking about what you have in hand what you what's in your power it's about the attitude the perception and optimism i i'm always an ultra optimist and optimism is very underrated uh think of everything that it happens for the best like even uh, i know a friend whose oxygen got stolen in the dead zone and uh, uh, okay it's it's probably stolen but we can say it got lost and for him oh my god he might lose like so much money and attempt and another year and stuff but he said that okay maybe it was used to save someone's life and he's he is alive because of this today and he's happy after that he ended up climbing everest a few times and is is doing great even with me when i got covid i told people that okay uh, now it's almost like a lost cause and we are trying to do damage control but if i am able to climb after this then it will be an even greater story to tell something even more inspiring and at the same time i told that oh my god now my plans of moving abroad are postponed my marriage will be postponed like i wanted to finish all the ticks and try to settle down till 30 now i don't know when will i find time to make money and when will i find time to go on a date find a girl and stuff so all these thoughts came to me but yeah uh, i i have no one answer on how i managed that it was just the support of positive friends like you i kept on talking to people i think uh, one very important thing which i take from your answer is uh, being optimistic or positive is very underrated and i think uh, when you actually slip on a dead body and when you think about that i think it takes a lot of like you said ultra optimism to get up and you're like no boss i cannot end up like them because of whatever issues they were there you have no hard feelings for them but you wanted to be there in front of your parents come back home and with you know uh, the the achievement of which is like the highest feat that you have achieved so far in life and i think i'm really really proud of your will power and your mindset i think it's it's unbelievable because you know if you talk about me i sometimes get scared of heights you are at the highest highest point in the on the planet so i think you know high altitude mountaineering it, it generally is people think it's a lot of thrill right but with your journey it's pure process oriented preparation which helps you get there up and come back down right so i think uh, out, out of all of these expeditions and climbing the mount everest uh what do you reflect on the most during these expeditions uh, is is it the body 
that supports you the most is it the mind that supports you the most or is it your spirit the never giving up spirit that supports you the most how would you like to answer that it's it's about systems thinking and yeah you need a balance of all three because i i have a lot of very very fit endurance athlete friends ultra men ultra marathoners and the fittest guy you can imagine but they fail in the mountains due to some reason sometimes their bodies don't support sometimes their ego sometimes their decision making similarly there are people who are very optimistic very high spirited but they didn't work towards it they don't have a body to support that and then many a time they add to the dead bodies up there that hey no i cannot turn around i am going to do it i can do it so you have to find a balance of both uh and you you need to read a lot you need to put in the work you need to set long term goals and another thing since you mentioned about heights i can guarantee you that you are not as scared of heights as i am like i i cannot look down from a balcony and yeah i know it's such an irony that i am i'm a mountaineer and i'm scared of heights but yeah that is the truth and that makes me safer more conscious so even when i reach any summit i'm like okay okay i at the summit of everest is still a bigger plateau so i could stand at the same position and look around enjoy the view try to enjoy the view but otherwise i don't enjoy the view from the top i'm like okay anyways reaching the top is optional coming down is mandatory and 90% of the accidents and deaths happen while coming down so you cannot just celebrate reaching the top you need to conserve your energy and you need to come back safely and share the happiness with your friends and family only after that you can call it a success so it's it's a balance of everything and having the right expectations right mindset and going with a free mind that whatever comes your way you will improvise wow i think uh... uh it's it's about striking the right balance between three things the body the mind and your spirit uh talking about the view you mentioned the view how was the view from the top it was beautiful it was very beautiful in fact before reaching the top around 4 am while i was climbing it was so magical although you are gasping for breath and until then you you don't know if you are going to make it so many people have to turn around from as close as 100 feet from the top uh because if they reach the top they might not be able to return back alive in time or the weather would close in or they are running out of oxygen or energy so when i was at hanging on a steep slope at 4 am i saw on the right side it was like a magic show the colors were changing you then you notice a thin blue beam of light across the horizon then it changing it to red orange that was sunrise uh, across the horizon over the tibetan plateau on the right side and then just a few moments later on the left side the everest throws a shadow which is like a perfect symmetrical pyramid overshadowing the himalayas on the left side and beneath lies the world in all its glory glowing in the rising sun so that was very beautiful and then on reaching the top i'll break the myth that once you reach the top uh, you you don't feel on the top of the world because you you are like 
fighting for your life out there you are you are climbing continuously since 3 days uh with minimum rest even when you try to rest at some of the camps you don't get sleep you you cannot push down food your body cannot absorb you cannot do much so yeah you you feel <laughs> pretty bad that way but you feel happy that it's done at least some of it is done and i was going to climb another mountain after that and anyways on reaching the top in life in in any mountain you are even a metaphorical mountain whatever a goal is that you are obsessed with professionally or personally let's say becoming the cmo cpo ceo once you reach the top you see another taller mountain to climb and you are already planning your next journey so i saw some beautiful mountains the tallest peaks around on earth although those are not higher than everest but i was like okay that's the mountain i'm going to climb next so i saw kanchenjunga i saw makalu uh and i was like oh wow that looks like a fun climb and uh, yeah i was looking down the way oh my god now i have to go back all the way down there so yeah th- this was the view these were the thoughts came to me and it was so windy it was very painful very uncomfortable so i just quickly removed the flags the indian tricolor and i i first thing was i realized that i lost my camera so i reached out to my chest pocket and at the south summit when i was enjoying the sunrise i was pushing down an energy gel and that time i guess my camera fell down it went tens of thousands of feet down to the glacier in tibet and maybe found a 100 years later when the glaciers melt i i hope they melt too too late like very slowly uh, but yeah my my camera is in history now with all my content from those 10 days uh, post covid and then i quickly started recording on my phone gave it to my sherpa post with my nation's flag and the other causes that are supporting during the climb and i was like okay now let's go down <laughs> i i i want to go down i don't want to take the risk of staying here too long i'm just happy that it's done i felt grateful uh, not just for myself but it was more about everyone else who believed in me and even more for those who didn't uh because that pushed me to do uh, even better beautiful i think the the way you described the view i think the blues and the hues of red and the orange i think and like how you how you see like the shadow coming on the left and all the himalayas getting covered i think it, it i could just imagine how beautiful that would have been and uh, i think like you rightly said it's it's not the top of the world that makes you feel the top of the world it's the mindset and it's it's what you believe if if you are here and you can feel the top of the world in what you do even if it's the smallest yeah. job like you've seen so many interesting people in india who you know give uh, you know a lot of things on the street in a very interesting manner they have a nice pattern to do things you know right from somebody making a bhel for example but i think what you've achieved is unbelievable and i think you rightly said जब आप ऊपर पहुंच जाते हैं तो आप ये नहीं सोचते कि यार वाव में ऊपर आ गया हाँ वाव में ऊपर आ गया तो ठीक है पर यार नीचे जिंदा भी जाना है लाइक यू सेड जिंदा वापस पहुंचना बिकॉज दैट्स इवन मोर डिफिकल्ट एंड दैट्स द डेथ्स हैपन सो यू नो टॉकिंग अबाउट दिस एंड टॉकिंग अबाउट द क्लाइमेट ओवर देयर एंड टॉकिंग अबाउट ऑल द डिफिकल्ट थिंग्स दैट द हिमालयाज गिव यू नो इन टर्म्स ऑफ ट्रैकिंग देर आर सो मेनी सो मेनी सो मेनी थिंग्स दैट पीपल हैव टू गो थ्रू like one such thing i'm sure is uh, you know people forgetting the priority or the balance of nature you know when they go for such treks 
uh, even Everest for that matter. But you definitely were contributing to a lot of sustainability. And you know, with Project Chirag, you you started with your you know your solar solar panels, and you were all all about sustainability, about that, and you know. Why, why did you do this? Like, what did you see in the future of trekking? What do you think? How will the future of trekking look like with expeditions with respect, with respect to all the, you know, regulations towards sustainability, which you are much more aware than I am. So, uh, after spending so many time, uh, so much time in the Himalayas, especially Ladakh, I could see the first-hand effects of climate change, like the glaciers melting, the people out there suffering a lot due to the change in their ecosystem, which, which was like unnatural, uh, so drastic. And then I knew that I want to support this cause, something which I can relate to, which I care about, not something just for the sake of it. And in sustainable development goals by the UN, among those 17 goals, I thought that Renewable energy, solar energy can solve a lot of issues, not just help us control climate change, but also on the socioeconomic front, because in those remote communities, people lose 12 hours of their lives every day because they don't have light, forget employment, education or healthcare. They they don't have anything, not even communications. So the grid electricity would take decades to come. and solar is like bringing democracy. It's available for free apart from the equipment. It's it's like almost zero maintenance and it uplifts life. So this was the cause which I was trying to create awareness about during my campaign that I carried solar panels out there. And if I can be completely clean during my expedition, trying to send a message, uh, people would be inspired to make much more line, mindful choices in their urban environments. And later I donated those solar panels out there in the mountains, in the valley for people who needed it. And then this amazing NGO came forward, Project Chilag, which said that, oh, wow, we would love to support your mission with all the resources. And now we are electrifying a village in Nepal. They have already electrified over 550 villages. And the impact which I see, even at places in Maharashtra around Mumbai, uh, it's it's amazing, like the kind of happiness which I get when I, I, it's surprising that people three hours from Mumbai have never seen a light bulb. And when I go and install that system at their place and I see that earlier they, they would trek four hours to get two pots of water, like two hours one way. And in Maharashtra, you won't imagine there's a problem of water. So they obviously do have a stream like somewhere one and a half kilometers down the village or anywhere but they have to go even to fetch drinking water. And then by solar, we install a solar powered pump, which gets them water in the village and has a filtration system sustainable, which gives them drinking water. And they also get water for irrigation. So farmers don't migrate or there are no any other sad situations. Girls had to quit school so that they can go and fill water. Now they can go to school. They can grow trees, they can cultivate two, three crops a year, and it, it is preserving the culture, it is, it is uh, increasing the green zone. So these are the kind of impact which I could see through this cause, and that is why I wanted to champion it, and I would continue to do it for the rest of my life in the Himalayas, in Maharashtra, or across the globe. 
think uh, with a uh, with great power comes great responsibility and i think uh, what you could show is that you you know what i'm not just climbing the mount everest i am trying to give and send out a nice little message which like you mentioned so many of us who might be listening to this podcast later on would are definitely not aware that you know 3 hours from mumbai you don't even have a light bulb that they see it's it's so sad because if they don't have light the rest of their day how can they even be productive and how can they use the internet mobile phones and so on and so forth right solar energy is what they have like you said i think uh, kudos to you on giving out that message and kudos to you know uh, project chirag for supporting this with you and i think amazing 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 i think uh, what i see is uh, you setting out an example for future uh you know climbers that you know this is what you can also follow you don't really need to uh you know go out and you know not follow the regulations and do something which is going to harm nature so you know when when i was hearing the journey when you were mentioning about you know you reaching the top you know one thing which really really moved me was you know the one where you believe that reaching the top of the world is actually not the end of the world it is just the 50% or the just the start of the journey and it is just the 50% of the story and a long life or a bigger journey lies ahead and i think uh, that exactly what is something that motivated you to come down safe and sound and alive so you know you've been doing so many interesting talks you've been doing so many interesting interviews so what lies ahead you know we were just speaking about this before the podcast so what lies ahead for harsh what what from now i'll climb at least a few more mountains like i i i usually chase bigger goals so i i i select one very difficult target and work for it for an year or two uh and obviously like going forward i have to be even better because with the lessons learned on my journey and with the attention which i got now i have so much potential to do greater stuff and i have to live up to it uh i want to do it and i have some metaphorical everest to climb but first of all i love helping people climb their metaphorical everest uh help them with my underdog story and inspiring them that if i can do it then anyone can do anything and uh, surprisingly i am able to send a lot of people to everest as well as everest base camp every year so this year i am mentoring like seven people who are climbing everest and few others uh like who are going to everest space camp few in the sense like over 50 people so i'm i'm happy that i'm able to send people uh, for a run or a hike who have never been on one in their entire life and nothing makes me happier because it changes their life it 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 evolves them as a person person they become more passionate they are more aware they come back as uh responsible individual individuals around climate change and everything because usually when you spend time in the mountains you you get to witness a lot of stuff which which makes you a better human so yeah that is my life's mission that keep on helping people keep on creating an impact uh, and also build a sustainable life where i can afford to climb a big mountain every year i don't need to depend on any external sources i can do that with my income while i can use my climbs just to fundraise for the causes i care about that now i'm writing a book and my plan is that 
the income should constantly go towards the electrification of villages like they can pick a cause and ngo which they care about i'm working on a documentary i am also applying for scholarships in the us so that i can take this story that now i am going for a real mba for a formal education so that i can bridge the gap between the west the developed nations and the himalayas uh, like uh, use technology to uplift these communities and maybe go back to the engineering side of things and be a good business leader or the cool boss inspire them and help them with the lessons from my fundraising and everest journey and use them in among the hustlers among high performers because i also uh, felt very motivated when people donated in my campaign and i felt like oh my god this guy who has never met me sitting in his office somewhere in worldly south bombay or new york decides that hey this guy is going to go climb everest or this guy is going to get a scholarship from my foundation i want to be in that position of leadership where i can send 100 people to places and i can inspire them so now um, i i fortunately can go and have fun and travel a lot people would pay me to travel but i'm sacrificing all of that for something greater good so next 4 5 years i might climb lesser mountains till the time i turn 30 but i know that if i have done it once i can do it again for now i want to do something outside my comfort zone something new and yeah uh, like maybe maybe become a business leader somewhere like help brands market sustainability in the outdoor industry or uh, create something in impact tourism and stuff like that those are not just something like that those are so many some things that you just mentioned right from you know studying yourself to becoming a leader to helping people climb more mountains to impacting their lives i i think i can wish you nothing but all the best for all that you do because i think you've achieved a great feat and i think you can help so many more people do the same and uh, you know i think this this journey of yours is not just uh exciting enthralling uh but it is also inspiring in so many ways right from you climbing uh so many smaller mountains before this one right from you getting uh accustomed to the conditions of the himalayas and the everest uh right from you studying for 5 years how to create the right campaign to get the funding to to reaching the right people to doing the right thing at the right time to not giving up to reaching on the top and not just you know feeling wow for too long and coming back alive uh, with your family i think the journey has been limitless is what i can see and i think you've you've actually been able to uh, achieve something that you once dreamt and i think you are a real life examples of the yeah, dream, but it's just dreams. getting started like now whenever people tell me all this i be like hold on i'm just getting started and there's there's much more to come so uh, i i i'm sure that we'll record this podcast again when when i do something bigger i cannot say climb it 100% <laughs> you can't but, climb it all mountain and that's a good thing yeah. to have but maybe maybe i'll go to the moon if i want to obviously i can but i'm not ready to work towards it because i know that the why is not worth the sacrifices so i leave that to the nasa scientists but if i want to then i can so i'll i'll do something different but i'll keep making you and the listeners of this podcast proud who invested their valuable time in me 
and even if one person listening to this podcast goes for a run it will be a huge success for me i'll i'll be happy and i'm sure that maybe four years later i would receive an email that hey you know what i climbed everest after listening to this so you never know i am sure this can happen and i think uh the beauty of this is that you never know who you're inspiring maybe somebody will do something more interesting i think uh, which which brings brings us to the interesting segment that we introduced on this podcast yesterday which is the questions by the tarun speaks community and you've answered couple of them but we'll ask you three three of them as well so the segment over here is very simple you can answer it in a word or in a sentence or in a line or two however you prefer so the first question for you is what if you could not have completed your hike to the everest i would go again and again and again try to be even better and it could have been no mistake of mine so optimism is the key okay the second question is uh, what encouraged you throughout to reach the top it was the motivation to motivate others and i usually get motivation when people say that wow they look up to my journey they feel inspired so that is something really uplifting for me while they think that i am uplifting them but actually i fuel on their blessings and their their love and care and support okay another question is uh, would you prefer a real life mba or the prof- the traditional mba the real life one you've already done traditional you were about to go to and you have you can only pick one oh my god that's a difficult question <laughs> so everyone is not lucky to experience the real life mba or take the plunge and i am also going for the traditional mba so that i can contribute to the class that way and i i can enjoy the student life which i couldn't during my undergrad years so i i don't know like i wish i could pick one uh, for me yeah if it's the everest mba then definitely everest mba the real mba is everest mba okay one more last question from the audience which we got was uh, what is that one of your biggest learnings from this expedition trust the process uh, like don't worry about the results just keep putting in the work and consistency is the key wow i think trust the process consistency is the key and just keep putting in the work are the three things that everybody in life should do right from a content creator to an entrepreneur to a leader to somebody who's working in a company and so on and so forth sweet that was amazing you were you were spot on with your answers and we have another segment before we end this podcast it is the rapid fire with tarun segment wherein we'll give you two options you got to pick one as fast as you can are you ready for the rapid fire go ahead yep all right the first question solo travel or group travel solo sunsets or sunrise sunrise okay running or swimming running okay cars or bikes or bicycles 
bicycles i even if you didn't ask bicycles i was going to answer bicycles okay climb everest or climb everest <laughs> everest everest scale your everest okay persistency versus consistency consistency okay one last one if given a choice would you wear track suits all day yeah i i do like i am always in athleisure uh and i want to be in comfortable clothes so i i i don't own a pair of jeans i i don't yeah not since past 15 years like even before i got into the outdoors i was always particular about being comfortable and being in a good state so yeah i i always wear athleisure obviously for my meetings and for my professional work i am very professional but i always be comfortable so uh, okay. yeah just just be yourself and be presentable okay sweet you were spot on with the rapid fire before you leave one last question um, what is your biggest advice for somebody who is going to climb the mount everest anytime soon read a lot because a lot of people don't really uh, focus on the research part on the studying part and then they are not in the place to make the best decisions sometimes they have top of the world body but not top of the world mind or experience if you can go and get the experience of climbing many many mountains then go for it if you can afford the time or other resources for it but if not at least read like 30 books and hundreds of blogs videos and all yeah sometimes it can get too much information to uh, overwhelm you uh, but still yeah it's better to have too much than too less like it's better to be too warm than too cold whenever i think of sweating in the mountains and feeling cold it's still better than <laughs> feeling cold and shivering directly beautifully 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 articulated i think uh, reading and data and experiences can teach you much more than just wanting to do something and like you said you can have the strongest body but not if not the strongest mind you might not do this and i think overall this podcast this episode has given me so much of inspiration from you and i think uh, if somebody who's sitting in front of me can climb everest i am sure all of us can climb a lot of smaller mountains that we keep seeing every day day in day out and i think what you what you've uh, depicted and shown today is the true you're the, you're the true epitome of um following a process not giving up and staying optimistic i think this has been my pleasure to host you on be limitless with tarun makija and i think uh, before we end i would put the mic to you if you if there's anything that you would like to share before we end the podcast i didn't run even 100 meters till i turned 18 and yeah i climbed everest at the age of 25 i was not an athletic kid always i didn't even have my parents having the exposure to the value of sports we focused on education to aim for a better life but if an 82 year old guy can climb everest if two blind people have done it if two double amputees have done it and just another engineer like me can do it then anyone can but 
just ask yourself are you ready to put in the work it's a great journey and with the struggles you can achieve something great something worthwhile so just find your everest and go climb it on the journey if you need any help from me then just google me i'm very approachable i do respond to all emails and dms so yeah looking forward to hearing from some of you beautiful i think the best line you mentioned right now is go find your everest and climb it i think it could have couldn't have been said and put into better words beautiful harsh this has been amazing and i think thank you so much for doing this and thank you so much for coming on the podcast today it's been a pleasure one more time to host you and like he said he is very 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 approachable all right thank you so much everybody for coming till the very very end or probably i would say till the top of our podcast with none other than harshwardhan joshi who is someone who i call a dedicated individual if you have more questions if you have more doubts if you want to learn more about his journey you can always google him or you know reach out to him on instagram on at the rate travel with harsh which is quite simple t r a v e l w i t h h a r s h that's travel with harsh or send him a dm or just reach out to him on linkedin he will definitely reply to you within some given amount of time span <laughs> yeah, yeah i i i don't use social media so if you would have asked me for an advice one would be delete delete all these apps and live a much better life although i have that asset and hundreds of thousands of people and i respect and value them but i don't use those apps a lot so i'm i'm just active on email uh, for having a better mental health and more bandwidth to do some greater more productive stuff i agree with you and i think uh, if if you if you ask everybody to delete all of these apps and they did all of us all of us would be out of business but uh... <laughs> <laughs> i would be out of business i wouldn't get support to climb mountains but i'll be honest that at least some of you might do it and it would help you uh, even if all of you. you do it i'll be happy because that would add value to your life i agree with you and i think uh, just tweak what you said a little bit i would just say this to all the content creators that do not use the app or do not let the app or your mobile phone use you make it the other way around switch off your notifications that helps mm. pick a specific time that you will use it only for this amount of minutes or hours if you are and create 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 more than you consume and on yeah. that note if you are an avid follower of what we do do not forget to follow or start the 90 day challenge with tarun it's a 90 day challenge where in you have to only create content without expecting anything in return and that's our time guys you can always reach out to me at on instagram linkedin twitter i am at the rate tarun makhija 01 which is t a r u n m a k h i j a 01 and if you have any feedback please do drop into us in our dms or at team tarun speaks at the gmail.com thank you so much and keep climbing your everest thank you for having me Thank you so much for coming till the end. I would love to read your feedback and your story of going limitless. See you in the next episode of Be Limitless with Tarun Mukherjee.